You're now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network. Hello, Marks, and welcome back to another week of Band from Ringside Podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Bill Vagie, and we are coming at you live from Shock City Studios, live to us, but not live to you, because hopefully you'll be listening to this prior to the Extreme Rules pay-per-view, which is coming up this Sunday. But we are here to peel back the many layers of professional wrestling, and sitting to my right, as always, is one of my co-hosts. This is Two Beer, Zach Pullman. How you doing tonight, Zach? I'm doing great, Bill. Thanks. You're welcome. And to his right, we got Jason Cornelius Bell. Jason. What's going on, Daddy? And for the first time ever in studio, in Shock City Studios, we have Tender Mahal. Tender mm. Mahal, what is going on? ECW, ECW, <laughs> ECW. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? How are we doing? All right. All right. So All right. what we're going to do this week, we're going to uh, break down our three count, which is going to be our top three, uh, what we believe, moments of professional wrestling for the week. This is going to be yet another WWE heavy podcast. Like I said, we will start covering... Um, other promotions as it becomes pertinent but um we only have an hour a week so uh and also we are going to get into our extreme rules predictions uh later on so the three count might be a little light on raw but don't worry uh the raw stuff will be coming up in the latter half of the podcast but for now let's get started with our three count all right, Zach Pullman, what is our one count? Our one count is the historic first women's money in the bank match. So this week on SmackDown, we had a total schmoz before the bell even rang in a five-way match between Becky, Charlotte, Tamina, uh, Natty, and Carmella. And basically they just blew each other up until Shane O'Mac came down. Before the bell rang. Before the bell rang. Right. So Total Schmaz and the Shane O'Mac music hits comes down and announces the first Money in the Bank women's match. Which is historic. Like you said, it is historic. Um, We've had plenty of Money in the Bank matches for the men. It first started as a WrestleMania match. Uh, it For a while, was the most fun WrestleMania match. Uh, and then it got its own pay-per-view starting in 2010, which uh, I believe Edge won, right? Which is why they called him Mr. Opportunity or something like that. That is correct. <laughs> Isn't that right? Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, it was Heel Edge. It was the rated R superstar. Correct him into my friend. So uh, Shane comes out, and we have uh, our first women's money in the bank ladder match, which could be a lot of fun considering the workers that we have in the match. Uh, Jason, any thoughts on the uh, first women's money in the bank match? The knee-jerk reaction that- was more on the lines of, okay, this is great. It's going to be historic. It's going to be here. So, you know, for the local fans, it would be something to see. Here is in St. Louis, Louis, Missouri. Missouri. Yeah, but the gateway to the West. Holla. Um, who's the number one contender? There's my, that's my biggest question. If you got the whole division in this Money in the Bank ladder match, okay, you're going to have a Money in the Bank ladder match winner, but then you still have Naomi looking for a number one contender. No, they're not going to give her a match. I'm not saying that they're, they're not going to give her a match, but that still doesn't answer the question. You ha- you have a champion, you'll have Miss Money in the Bank, and then you'd have four other girls that are still trying to find out who's the number one contender to wrestle Naomi at a later point. So, uh, early favorite? 
Ooh, put me on the spot. Um, because this is SmackDown, I'm thinking outside of the box. I'm going to meet him. <laughs> okay. Don't say outside the box when we're talking about the first women's money in the bank match. Uh, Joey, do you have an early contender? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that we're looking at something pretty monumental, something very original. Uh, I think the thing I'm looking most forward to in this match is seeing Charlotte do a moonsault off of the top of a ladder. That already makes me worried. Yes. I'm already worried about it. It should it should if catches her, she should be okay. I don't here's the thing. I don't think Charlotte needs the title. She's already over. She's already the biggest thing in women's wrestling. I don't think she wins. I don't no. think she wins either. I agree. Um I would honestly I would go heel in this instance. Um definitely a heel contender uh is gonna win this match. I, I don't think Tamina is that person as much as I'd like to see that. I, I don't think Tamina is that person. So um, I would say I'm going to go Carmella in this match. I think they're putting a lot of faith in her. She's getting more promo time. I I got to say Carmella on this one. Two beers, Zach. An early favorite for your early favorite for women's money in the bank ladder match winner. I'm going to go outside the box <laughs> and offer up uh, James Ellsworth, someone who is actually not even in the match. Uh, and this is a little fantasy booking on my part, but we have a rematch for the NXT women's uh, title uh, coming up uh, yeah, in two weeks. Say. And we have the Ruby Riot and Nikki Cross triple threat elimination. So my fantasy booking involves Ruby and Nikki teaming up on Asuka because Asuka can't be beat by a single women's competitor uh, in NXT. Ember Moon, you might argue, when she comes back from her injury, I see the two of them teaming up, double pinning Asuka to get her out of the way and then fighting for the NXT Women's Champion. Asuka comes up to the main roster, um, the only, you know, still incredibly strong, having had to be pinned by two women. Being Goldberg Street. Yep. Beat Goldberg Street, greatest NXT Women's Champion, one of the greatest champions we've seen. Asuka comes up to the main roster and is the sixth participant because there's only five women, there's six men. So. Damn it. I wish I would have thought of that. Mark it down. <laughs> I think Zach's right. God damn it. Why didn't I think of that? It makes a sense. It's making a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. It'd be a lot of fun. It would be a lot of fun. But I do agree with uh, Tinder, and I think that Carmella is uh, going to be that number one contender, um, even if. Regardless of you know the cash in or whatever, so oh, that's a good point. Yes, okay, uh, fair enough. Uh, moving on to our second of the three count. Jason, why don't you help us out? It's a new day. Yes, it is. Uh, we had the return of the new day on WWE SmackDown Live. Came out during a. Uso's promo, and uh, I could tell that they had taken the time away to not change their shit at all. If it's <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it, baby. Come on now, is it give not me a broke? break. It's a it's the power of positivity. Get 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 on the train. This is going no seriously. And all, all bullshit aside, this is going to be a really good feud. They work I well agree. together. At least promo wise, they can work off of each other. No doubt. New Day is over the top silly. This version of the Usos is really serious about their shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're ish. Their day one is one, very day, H. Day one H. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see what how this works inside the ring because it makes it's gonna be the two best teams in 
SmackDown right now, minus AWOL American Alpha. So, it, yeah, America Alpha is AWOL. I guess they're, <laughs> I don't know where they're the hell turn they are. Uh, okay. Um, did you just wink at me? Stop. Don't fucking wink at me. <laughs> so, uh, if we have the Usos versus Thune Day, uh, New Day has three gentlemen in it. The Usos only have two. Who are the two gentlemen that fight the the Usos for the tag team belts at Money in the Bank? Two beer. Uh, you got to have Big E in there just because the Usos are so dominant strength-wise. Uh, I'd say Big E and Kofi. You know, Kofi being a former U.S. heavyweight, you know, playing with some big boys. And I really think... Those two, I love the three man stable and doing the free bird tag team rule. I, I think agree. that's super cool. Yeah, uh, but I see those two. Tinder, I would say that this is the beginning of the end of the new day. Hopefully, Everybody the new day that. is run its course. Yes, um, all three of these guys are very capable of doing their own thing. Two of them, yeah, on their own time. Mm-hmm. You don't think? What you leaving Kofi out of this? No. So you don't think Xavier is capable of doing his own thing? No, I don't. Man, take him to, let I, him go I to disagree. 205 Live. Yeah, if, take him to two, if you take him to 205 Live, that's fine because I don't watch it. But uh, having <laughs> having Big E and Kofi, I think Big E and Kofi are both capable of carrying heavyweight belts. Okay. No, I, I, I think there's a lot of room for enter- for entertainment value with Xavier. He doesn't have to have a belt. He doesn't have to be like a main card guy, but he can. they'll find a role for him to do something entertaining. I guess. I mean, I, I agree with Two Beer that I think that it's going to be Kofi and Big E. Or is it? Yeah, it's just yeah. Big E now. It's not Big E Langston. It's just Big E. Big e or yeah. will Kofi be on the sidelines because of his injury? They're going to kind of yeah, melt that point. a little further. Good point. Is he still hurt? Well, he just had surgery, so you got to think that he's not fully 100%. I haven't seen them wrestling in any house shows or anything. Is that why they went away? Because Kofi, yeah, Kofi was got hurt? hurt? Yeah, Yeah, it's surgery. Ankle surgery. That's something that, I, as your host from band from Ringside, should probably know. But I, I got you back. I, Bill, I, I Bill, just Bill's new himself. name. Bill's new name is Bill Bushleague Veggie. Oh, mm. oh my gosh! Come on, BBLV. Now. I kind of like BBLV though. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, you know, I can take that from Tinder. Um, but uh, I do like Biggie the most. I think Biggie has tons of potential. As I, I loved him when he first came up as a heel. As uh, Dolph, Dolph Ziggler's, Ziggler's heavy, yeah, Dolph yeah. Ziggler's heavy. Um, I just think the New Day's shtick is old. I don't think it's funny. I think it's there for the kids, which is fine. There's a place for that, but for this, for this viewer, for this WWE viewer, I'm done with them, and I've been done with them for a long time. You have been, and that's, and I'll always say that, but. I love Big E. I love I love He'll Kofi He'll be the too. breakout talent of all three. It's There's just, no question. They about don't that. take anything seriously ever. Even when they lost the belts, when they finally lost the belts after they beat the Road Warriors record, when they finally lost the belts, demolition. De- sorry, demolition. Thank you. When they came out the next week, they didn't even care. There was no fire. There was no. They, they don't. They're not mad ever. They never lose the goofy. And at a certain point. You have to lose the goofy. That was the time we do get serious. About you sound it. like my wife. Like, like <laughs> Brazongo, like Brazongo loses the goofy. You know, with about three minutes left in their match every time. Okay, fair enough. I mean, for me, for my Sensibil- know, entertainment sensibilities. Yeah, I like New Day. I mean, 
they're they have enough comedic aspect to balance hmm. out. The, I wonder why that is. I wonder why. Why would you like the New Day more than know. me? What is hmm. that? <laughs> Can't figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> Could it be melatonin? A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> uh, but uh, they are going. To, I, I'm excited to watch the matches, though, between New Day and the Usos. For sure. uh, I love the way the Usos work. I love the way that two of the three of the New Day work. And I, it, even if it's Xavier and Biggie, I'm a big Biggie mark. Uh, I root for him. I hope that he gets a heavyweight run somewhere down the road. It'll happen. I think it will too. I, I don't know how old he is, but he, he's, he's probably fine. like twenty nine. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say it shouldn't be a problem. Okay, so let's move on to the third of the three count. Two beer. What's the third of the three count? Uh, third of the three count is who the fuck attacked Enzo, or did he develop narcolepsy? <laughs> he's smoking that good. <laughs> That's more likely. Um, I thought that they were going to play it a little closer to the vest um, for a few weeks. Uh, I suspected that it was cast kind of at the beginning, um, but they did a weird thing on Raw this week where they had Corey Graves kind of uh, insinuate that it would have been Big Cass, and then less than four minutes later, Big Cass was out at the announce table uh Angry and reminiscent of Kevin Nash, I expected a big boot to Corey Graves. Like, yeah, I thought he was going to take one too. It was kind of weird when I guess they're still. Here's the thing: I I thought that they were going to give him a big boot too, but you can't have him have the physicality before the actual turn, you know. And I think when Kevin Nash did that, he was already a heel. Yeah, but here's the thing: you don't plant that in people's minds. Now, I love a good wrestling mystery. I love. Who ran over Stone Cold, even though the payoff was garbage? It's too bad that Raw doesn't have a couple of really, you know, charismatic detectives to look into this situation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that would be switching brands. They can't do that. We can't have Rizanga go over to to Raw and start investigating. But I do love a good mystery. I loved uh, who ran over Stone Cold, even though the payoff was garbage. It ended up being the Usos' father. Uh, Rikishi. Rikishi. God bless America. Uh, I love the Who texted Kevin Nash, even though the payoff to that one was worse than the Who ran over Stone Cold, which you remember the answer to Who texted Kevin Nash, Tender? I do not. Kevin Nash texted himself. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that? Vaguely, yeah. I'm not, I'm not big on wrestling mysteries because I'm just bad at it, personally. It was when I think it was when Nash came out and uh, powerbomb CM Punk, and he oh, and, yeah, yeah, and Del yeah. Rio cashed in the money in the, the bank, bank, right? Yeah. And the big mystery for like four months was who texted Kevin Nash, and it turned out, and there was that big promo in the middle of the ring where Kevin Nash goes, "I texted myself," and it was like, "Wait, <laughs> whoa, hold on a second. Good old WCW book it right there. And just to mention, you know, not to go on a tangent, but there was another really good WWE mystery that who was the anonymous general manager, which also had another terrible payoff. If Why I'm, did they do this? Do they not think ahead? No, they don't. They just start the mysteries and they figure we'll figure it out later and the schmucks like us will keep watching it. And guess what? We watched. We watched it. We but, even talk about it every week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, that being said, who do you think? Beat up Enzo, Jason. I'm gonna stick with Cass. The I can't remember how Corey Gray said it, 
to start it, but he was like, you know, whoever's knocking out Enzo, I like to shake their hand. So then Kaz comes out, threatens Corey Graves. No, and- he said he said they showed the footage of the revival in the background. Right, right. And Charlie Caruso said, well, we saw you in the background. It was like, yeah, we were there, but we didn't do anything. And Graves said, well, I'll tell you, I bet I know who did see that footage. Big Cass. And Cole was like, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Right. And it ended up being four minutes later, that's when Cass came out. So it was Graves insinuating that Cass had something to do with it. I'm, I don't know where this shake, handshake thing comes in, and it might be me. I might have just misheard it. But that's what I'm keying on is that they shook hands afterwards, and I'm pretty sure somewhere in that first two segments or whatever when they were talking about Enzo getting knocked out, I'm pretty sure Corey Graves said something about, I like to shake the person's hand that did that. Kaz comes out, threatens Corey Graves, and then at the end, they shake hands. Shit. So, really? It, yeah. So, you, I mean, you, you got to look past the trees to see the forest because I didn't trip off of it until I read it online today and I had I went back and I watched it on YouTube bang exactly what happens I'm sticking with Cass could it be Cass working with the revival no revival is going to start as soon as they get healthy they're going to make the run at the Hardy Boys and that's going to be your SummerSlam match for the tag team championship well we'll get into that later because that's going to play into our predictions for Extreme Rules Tinder Yes. Do you have a prediction for who attacked Cass? All right. My who predi- attacked Enzo, I'm sorry. When was the last time that Cass and Enzo actually had an important tag team match? Uh, WrestleMania? WrestleMania, probably, right? Yeah, say that. Um, so when was the last time Cass had a big singles match? Uh, he was in a fatal four-way to be a number one contender at some point on a on a, a raw. Yeah, I think that was like the first raw. With it was, the, a, I think it was a pay per view. It was a pay per. You're right. I think it was a pay per view. Okay, okay. One or the other, but he was like the odd man out in a. It was like three contenders and cast, and it's like they just threw him in there to see. Vince probably threw him in there Let's to see, see how, how he, he could he do. react to, the, to this big pressure I mean, situation. Do you think that there's not to draw this out too much, but do you think there's a real big payoff to having a cast versus Enzo match? I think it's better than doing nothing with them. I mean, I see your point. Uh, I think it's. I think it's. I'll say this: that I like having a weekly mid card drama that makes me want to watch the next week to see what happens, which is what they haven't done for years and years and years. They need another mid card heel besides Miz. I think the whole. I mean, I think the whole damn roster is mid card. If you want to be honest about it. Mm-mm. I don't think there's one guy, not to go off on a tangent here, Please. but I don't think there's one guy in the whole damn company who really takes that ball and runs with it. I think there are a lot of talented guys in that company, but there's not one guy that you look at every week and you're like, okay, I'm going to make sure I watch his promo and watch his match because he's the guy. I present to you Kevin Owens? Not yet. Ah, come on. Seriously, you think Kevin Owens is a mid-carder? I'm not saying that Kevin Owens is a mid carder. I'm saying that no one, there's not one person on the roster right now that's on the entire roster. That's, that's on the entire roster that's must see TV. Mm. That's a Stone Cold or a CM Punk or a Daniel Bryan. When they come out, the crowd loses their minds, and it's all about that person. The whole the whole show could revolve around that one person, and you can get ratings through the roof. Raw right now has its lowest ratings in years. 
Right? Why is that? I don't know. I don't know how they judge ratings. I don't know if they judge ratings. I know that I watch it on DVR. I don't know if that counts for ratings. I know that a lot of people go back and watch it on. They might take three weeks off and they might fast. They might watch it on. There's an hour and a half version on Hulu. I don't know if they watch it on Hulu. Like, does that count for ratings? I think that ratings don't mean what they once did. I would agree. I would agree. I, but I, I also think it's just, it's it's spread around. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that there's not, right now, there's not one specific person that's carrying the load of that company. Ooh, like a John Cena wow. or a CM Punk <laughs> or, uh, you know, Dana Bryan. No, there's there's certainly no CM Punks on the roster. But at the time when CM Punk was the guy... At the time when CM Punk was the guy, we were probably also like, man, CM Punk's not Stone Cold. I mean, it might have been for marks like us, but it wasn't for the gen pop. You know what I mean? True story. I disagree. Two beers, Zach. Uh, Anybody on the roster that stands out to you, or what do you think about uh, Tinder Mahal's statement that uh, the uh, roster is full of mid-carders? I see both sides of it. Honestly, I kind of lean a little bit more towards Bill's side of it in the sense where I think it's a little top-heavy in the sense that they're presenting a lot of people as A-listers um, that would be maybe better served in a mid-card situation. I agree with that, by the way. Right on. What do you think about me saying that you probably thought that Stone Cold was a lot cooler than CM Punk because Stone Cold was 10 years older than you and CM Punk was your age? I would disagree with that. I statement. mean, that has, that has to have something to do with it. It's like I looked at George Brett a lot different than I look at look at Mike Trout, but I also look at Mike Trout like he's a kid that I wouldn't want to hang out with, and I looked at George Brett like he was a guy that I want to buy me beer. Can we all just agree that we were all surprised that Tommaso Ciampa was thirty two years old? I, I he was older. Made a note of that when he said I'm thirty two. I was like, I thought nah, he was way older. I, I thought he was forty two. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I thought he was at least JCB's age. I'm sorry. Really? 44. <laughs> really? We just going to put that out there like that. I, I and it's still wrong. I can't remember how old I'll be you 44 are. this year. You, I, Hey, man, you're still not as old as Goldust, so don't worry. <laughs> I can cut the promo just as good, good Gold, as Goldust any oh, day Oh, give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, piggybacking off that, going through some other things that were on uh, SmackDown. Um, let's see here. We had the... Orton gender, nothing happened. I mean, it was basically cookie cutter promos. No, Orton came with a little fire. I mean, granted, he's not going to win, but he said, hey, my granddad, if he was alive, would kick my own ass if I lost to Jinder Mahal. That's all I asked from Randy Orton. Just show me something besides this robotic character that you've fallen in love with. He should be pissed. He lost to Jinder Mahal. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, he should his, as a character, he should be pissed. The snake came out and said he did not want to talk, and he talked quite a bit. <laughs> and we all know that he's not going to go over in his hometown because nobody goes over in their hometown. Nobody oh. goes over. In fact, that leads me right into my next point, which is we had a bunch of clean finishes this week uh, amongst the two. Because right now on Raw, we have a fatal five-way to see who's going to fake Brock, face Brock Lesnar. We also have the Money in the Bank set up. So we had four matches to, to those extents. We had the triple threat between Joe, Bray, and Finn. Joe goes over clean. 
Good match. In the triple threat match, it was a great match. In fact, I liked it more than Rollins-Reigns, which Reigns went over clean, which I like the way that Rollins and Reigns work together, but for some reason, I don't know. I'm just more excited to watch Finn versus Joe versus Bray, to be honest. Okay. Um, We had Nakamura go over Owens clean in the tag team match on SmackDown, and then we had Ziggler go over clean over AJ in AJ's hometown. Who really needed it because after that... You know, you can't just have Ziggler losing, losing, losing all I the time. I wonder who said that recently. Who said that? I don't know. I don't listen to the old podcast. Was it me? No, I think so, it was me. Sounds, <laughs> some, sounds like something I would say. No, I, I think I was the smartest guy. Pretty in the smart. Room but uh, we tell me you weren't surprised, though, to have Ziggler go over AJ clean tender. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, mean, I was completely surprised. I never thought it would happen. I mean, I think anytime Ziggler goes over anybody clean, you're surprised. I mean, the fact that it's AJ Styles is, is more surprising, but that's not taking away from Ziggler's ability in the ring, but he doesn't win a lot of matches, especially clean, you know what I mean? So I'm very surprised that he won that match clean. Even though it was a little bit of a botch, he was obviously supposed to be tied up in those ropes for that super kick. Right. It didn't go over exactly as planned, but that build-up, AJ's red ring gear, all that hot Atlanta stuff, um, I was surprised as well. Yeah, and I also think that it's strange to kind of bring the crowd down right before 205 Live starts, but I mean, I'm not the boss. I'm not as smart as Vince, I guess. Here's here's my only problem with what everybody has said up to this point. It's You can't have Dolph Ziggler go into this ladder match with no credibility. Is he going to probably win? No. No. But you got to at least have the illusion of him having the chance to win. Sure. And if that means he goes over AJ Styles, who can take this L and bounce right back. Sure. Let him go over AJ Styles. It's not a problem. You're right. Let me ask you this, J-Bell, real quick. Since Jinder Mahal won the title, though, is there anything that's out of the realm of possibility? Like, didn't didn't that happening just make you think, wow, they will do anything now? Like... Yeah, it doesn't. You're thinking to yourself, "There's no way Dolph Ziggler's gonna win this match," but maybe there is. I thought but, it, but that's but that's what I was saying last week, where I was, where you guys were giving me all kinds of grief about you know Dolph having a good match with with Shinsuke Nakamura. This is why they did it. Yeah, Nakamura went over, but you brought Dolph up at the same time. I hate it when he's right. He's right. He did say that. God damn it. Check the tape, bitch. Uh, I, I, did, I, did, I did think that, though. Like uh, Dolph Ziggler probably needs that money in the bank win more than anybody else in that match. If you're trying to get everybody over, if the point is to have everybody on the roster over as much as they can be, Dolph Ziggler probably needs that more than anybody in that match except for Sami Zayn. True. Because Cor- Corbin could simmer for another year and yeah, be fine. I was going to say, Sami Zayn probably needs it the most, but Dolph Ziggler's second. All right, and that, ladies and gentlemen, was the end of our three count. And that moves us right into uh, our extreme rules predictions. So let's not take a whole ECW, ECW, let's not ECW. Take a whole lot of time. Let's not take a whole lot of time on the first five because the sixth match we're gonna have to we're gonna have to talk a lot about. So let's not talk too much about Sasha Banks and. Uh, Lynn Swan? What's his name? Rich Swan. Rich Swan. <laughs> Did you say Lynn Swan? <laughs> Shout out to my Steelers. The Immaculate seven Reception. This year. <laughs> that was Franco Harris. Oh, okay. Uh, Sasha Banks and Rich Swan versus Alicia Fox and Noam Dar. Uh, two beers, Zach, your prediction. 
Um, I think that Banks and Swan are going to go over. Um, it's tied at the moment. If you watch 205 Live um, this week, um, Fox and Dar went over. And I don't think they're going to prolong this, mostly just because Sasha Banks isn't going to hang out on 205 Live for this long. Um, I think it's going to end the feud. Um, and that's just what's going to happen. So who's going to win? Oh, yeah. Banks and Swan. Yeah, that's all I asked. That's going to be my new catchphrase. I like that. That's all I asked. Uh, JCB, who you got? I agree. Um, I'm ready for this feud to actually end. It's, it's, it's gotten to the point where nobody's benefiting from this. Swan and Sasha should be, this should be the kickoff show. So you probably want to get something to get the crowd excited, get them hyped up. Dinner Mahal? Alicia Fulk. Oh, here we go. No, I'm just kidding. There's no way Alicia's won that match. Um, (laughs) I just wanted to say Alicia Fox. I, too, will take Banks and Swan versus Fox and Dar. I'll take Banks and Swan. The only reason uh, that Banks is even there is just to give a little bit of rub to 205 Live. Uh, Sam the Engineer. uh, We're starting a new thing. Sam the Engineer is going to go against the uh, professional analysts (laughs) as kind of our placebo group control group. Sam the Engineer, do you have Sasha Banks and Rich Swan or Alicia Fox and Noam Dar? Uh, you can just say one or two. We can do a pause on this because now I don't, I don't know what you are. No, that's, that's for a later one. Oh. oh. That's for the last match. Gotcha. Okay. No, let's keep this in. This is good right. pod. Okay. Good pod. Nice potting. Alright, so do you have Sasha Banks and Rich Swan or Alicia Fox and Noam Dar? Uh, I'm gonna say the one with Rich Swan because it reminds. I want to see Rich Homie Swan. Oh, there we go. I think that could be his name. I'm about to say he's better than Lynn. That should be his new gimmick. <laughs> God, I can't believe you said Lynn Swan. <laughs> All right, he's on. The, now he's on the podcast. Uh, okay, so we got Adrian Neville versus Austin Aries in a submission match. Two beers, Zach. I've got Aries. They've been leading up to that. Uh, Neville's worked his way out of it. Aries went over clean. I think it's time for Aries. Tender Mahal. I would agree. You're going. <laughs> it is time for A double to grab the that beautiful purple belt. <laughs> yeah, Aries is going over. That was beautiful. I thought you were gonna say brass ring. I was going to think brass ring myself. JCB. Yeah, this is going to be Austin Aries. Um, the only flip to it, it might not be the last chancery being the ending submission move, but I think Austin Aries wins. That's a cool-ass submission move, though. Oh, it's fat. Don't I get me wrong, it. but I think they'll think outside the, you know. Sam the Engineer. Choo-choo! <laughs> Who you got, Austin Aries or Adrian Neville? I'll go with the Aries one, too. Right. It sounds like you guys are confident on that, so... I am not so confident. I think that uh, King of the Cruiserweights, Adrian Neville, is going to hang on to his belt. So, Which I would have no problem with, by the right, way. I wouldn't either. I I think it belongs on Neville. and I don't know who he would go against Cedric Max. Alexander. Oh, yeah. Cedric Alexander. I'd like to see him go against Apollo Crews or some shit. I'd say the only reason that Aries gets it is because what, what do you do with Aries if right. he loses? Right. I mean, you got to move him to the main roster. If, I'd love to see him on the main roster. I would too, but that would have to be what happens. Uh, next match, we have the kendo stick. 
kendo stick on a pole match. Come on, Bill. The kendo stick on a pole match. The kendo stick go. on a pole match between job, Bailey and Alexa Bliss. Now, before we get into this match, uh, I think a little something has to be said about the This Is Your Life segment on Raw going down as one of the worst segments on Raw uh, in the last... I don't know. When when did Heidenreich uh, sodomize Michael Cole in the locker room? Was that like 12 years ago? Yeah, I was going to say that's closer to the... 2005, something like that? Give or take, yeah. Because I wasn't watching it, but I have seen it on YouTube. Uh, that sounds right. This, and I think that we, uh, uh, Tinder and I talked about this on the way here, is that this wasn't Alexa Bliss's fault. At all. At all. Uh, she, they gave her a pile of dog shit and they said, will you please carry this in, will you please carry this dog shit 15 minute, um, 15 minute segment. And it was terrible. It's like being on the Titanic and having a bucket to bail this water out to get the Titanic to actually come up straight. There was nothing she could do. Nothing she could do. No, except, you know, play the violin as the Titanic Titanic goes down. down. She was good though. So, uh, Tinder Mahal, I got you. Alexa Bliss versus Bailey. Who for the women's belt? Who you got? I got Alexa going over in this extreme matchup. I think uh, Tinder's getting a little randy here. He hasn't had a He's date. He's hearing in a while. his voice. He's feeling it. No, he hasn't had a date for like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go meet some chicken amigo shows. I got this cold sore, man. It's keeping me from uh, <laughs> a date. Two beers, Zach. Who you got? I've got Alexa. Also, um, they're going to continue ruining the Bailey character. Okay, JCB. I was going to say Bailey, just because I think getting Bailey back to being the champ opens up Sasha Banks because I've been getting a lot of crap from people saying that Sasha's ruined, Sasha's ruined. This is the way to get it back on track. But I'm going to stick to my guns and go with Alexa Bliss for the win. Oh, shit. I already wrote it down. So you're taking Bliss, too. Yeah. Okay. I'm taking Bliss also. I don't think that... I, I think that they've soured on Bailey, and I think that Alexa Bliss keeping it opens it up to Sasha versus Bliss for a belt at SummerSlam, which would be a big match. For sure. Uh, Sam the Engineer, Alexa Bliss or Bailey? I'm going to say Bailey. There we there go. go. Oh, yeah. Sam's a hugger. Somebody has to. No, I was going to say, either yeah, way. That, somebody's got Sam's to. That's right. Like See, that. yeah. 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 this is going to keep him separated from the herd if he starts getting away with, from it. All right, next up we have the cage match for the tag team belts. We have the Hardys versus Sheamus and Cesaro for the tag team champions. Uh, JCB. Um, I'm still going Hardys because it's long-term booking. Is the revival is going to at some point meet the Hardys? So, to, well, I guess that'll be on Sunday. It's going to be the Hardys. Two beers, Zach. I'm going Shazaro. They have those dope jackets now. I like um, their entrance. I too. think and their entrance is definitely the best. Uh, yeah, jackets equals belts. Tinder Hall. <laughs> Could this be the beginning of a broken universe? I'm going to go Seamus and Cesaro as well. Sam <laughs> <laughs> the Engineer. What? Get, hit me with the options again one more time. The Hardys or Seamus and Cesaro? 
he now just to remind everybody, Sam the Engineer is the placebo. He's the control group. He has no idea what wrestling is. Has no idea. He never does seen not a match. Watch. Played it on Nintendo sixty four. I think that was my last exposure to wrestling. So never this is never seen a match before. That was a long time ago. Yeah. So who you got, Sheamus and Cesaro or the Hardys? Uh, I'll go the Sheamus and Cesaro. Route. Okay. I like the combination of international flavors that those names have. <laughs> <laughs> it's not not bad. No, he I say for not the first bad. time he called out real quick. Uh, I'm taking the Hardys. Um, I don't think that Sheamus and Cesaro need it, and I think taking it, it's too early to take it off the Hardys. So now we have the Intercontinental Championship. We have Dean, the Lunatic Fringe Ambrose versus the Miz. Two beer. Miz. Oh, and I should add that the even if Ambrose is disqualified, Miz would still win the championship. So two beer is taking the Miz. Any thoughts? Uh, he just needs it more. Ambrose is... Crazy over as a baby face. Uh, Miz needs that belt. Plus, I think he has the most legitimacy as the Intercontinental Champion. He he puts that belt over hard. Tinder. I tell you what. I don't know what Dean Ambrose is going to do. He is crazy, and he could just do anything to lose that belt. I mean, he could grab a chain or a chair or a stick or a camera. I don't know. But I think... I think the Miz is going to win this match. Was that Tinder or Deborah McMichael? <laughs> I don't know where Steve is. <laughs> JCB. <laughs> JCB, who you got? I like the Miz on this, too. Uh, it's it's time for him to get the belt back. Uh, Dean Ambrose is fine, and I haven't jumped off his bandwagon yet, but Miz, like uh, Zach said, he really puts over the IC belt. I mean, it's like his precious from the Lord of the Rings. Sam the Engineer. Is that is that M-I-Z? M-I-Z. All right, I'm going to go with that. That sounds good. <laughs> All right, I hate, to, I hate to do this, but I'm going to go with The Miz also. And the reason I'm going with The Miz, and I rewatched this right before I came in, is that when Elias Sampson came out this week on Raw and sang his song, he sang the song that said, Last week on Raw, I put the lunatic away and an A-list favor that I know I'll have to repay. Right. So I call Elias Sampson is going to come, come out Agreed. and he's going to DQ. Totally good he's call. going to hit the Miz and the Miz is going to win and that's going to parlay it into an Elias Sampson versus Dean Ambrose feud, which I think is good and then the Miz will take on one of the losers from our... So we're across the board. I thought... I forgot we were getting special points for booking so i no I, there I is no special points for <laughs> can i just say i love the word parlay in wrestling yeah i like the sometimes i like to parlay my jack-in-the-box right into a trip to white castle <laughs> oh, bang bang I, baby i parlay that into one hell of a wrestling career if i do say so myself and finally our main event so uh this is where we are going to pick from our least to most likely to win the main event. So it's the five-way, fatal five-way, to see who wins uh, the opportunity to face Brock Lesnar for the championship at that pay-per-view. What's that pay-per-view called, Zach? Uh, that is Great Balls of Fire, Bill. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. It's called Great Balls of Fire. So I haven't gone first. I'll go first here. It's only fair. Um, I'm going to take Samoa Joe in the five slot. I don't think Samoa Joe's going to win. I'm going to put Roman reigns in the four slot what well, means he has the fourth he's fourth least likely least likely to win uh i'll go seth rollins in the three i'll put finn balor in the one which means i'm going bray wyatt is going to win the fatal five way 
because Bray Wyatt can absorb a loss because he's absorbed all the other losses. <laughs> and I think that Bray Wyatt, a uh, promo battle between Bray Wyatt and Brock Lesnar going into, what's that pay-per-view? It's a great balls of fire. Uh, great balls of fire. I think that that would. Uh, I think that that's a way to kill their time until they get to uh, SummerSlam. Uh, Tender Mahal. Um, I'm going to go with the winner of this match being your number five guy. Yeah. Samoa Joe wins this match. Yeah. Let mm-hmm. me tell you why. Because mm-hmm. I think that the two feuds behind this make more sense to me. A Finn Balor Bray Wyatt feud makes sense to me. And a Seth Rollins Roman Reigns feud makes sense to me. Not really a feud per se, just just a lot of matches. I know on the house shows they've been wrestling a lot, so I see them doing something. Maybe whether it's a tag team or a feud, something is going to happen there. So my number one guy is going to be Samoa Joe, and I would go. I would go. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Wyatt Rollins Reigns Balor Samoa Joe. All right, two beer. So, starting from the bottom, yeah. number five, Roman Reigns. Ooh, I like that. I know, right? I almost did that just intentionally, and then I, I, <laughs> I retroactively worked it out. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, mostly, I just know that they're saving that for WrestleMania, or I think they're saving that for WrestleMania. At least SummerSlam. Yeah. And number four is Rollins. Um, I just don't think um, he needs it right now. Okay. Number three is Joe. As much as I'd like to see uh, Lesnar Joe go so hard, I just... That's why I got him at number three. It'd be fucking awesome. It would be it would be fantastic. I know. Uh, number two is Wyatt. I wanted to pick Wyatt as my number one because I really like him. That's so weird. That's who I took. <laughs> so cute. Uh, but my number one's Balor. I think he's going to take it, even though I don't think you necessarily should. Uh, they're going to give it to him because he was the first Universal Champion. There's a good story there. Paul Heyman came out and cut that awesome promo. So I just think. That's just what's going to happen, even though it's not what I want. He's to a demon. That's why. And Jason demon, Cor- demon versus beast. Jason Cornelius. Ah, fuck. God, I click call. Uh, Jason Cornelius Bell. Uh, going from least to most. Yes. Um, number five is Bray Wyatt. I don't know why everybody's tripping. You know this fool ain't going to win. I said number five, Bray Wyatt. Okay. No, you, you took Samoa Joe. I took Samoa Joe. I said number five, Bray Wyatt. No, you said Samoa Joe number five. No, Samoa Joe number said one. Samoa Joe was going to win. He went backwards. You have Samoa Joe number one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Samoa Joe's winning. Tender this went thing. backwards. Uh, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to work this out afterwards. This is bad. Jay Bell, go ahead. Sorry, this is You're bad fine. pod. Um, Bray, five, Bray five, Roman Reigns four, Seth Rollins three, Samoa Joe two, and number one Finn Balor. Said it for weeks. Sticking to it. You have Samoa Joe number two, huh? It, it could be. It, it's possible. I don't see it happening, but. It wouldn't surprise me if they went that route. All right. And Sam, the engineer. Choo-choo! All right. Here's my order, uh, and I'll give you my reasoning. So uh, five losing, I have Seth Rollins. Seth is my brother's name, and I'm pretty sure I could beat him up still, even though he's bigger than me. So I'm putting him in the loser spot. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Four is Finn Balor. I don't know why. Just put him there. (laughs) Sounded right. That's okay. Three, Roman Reigns, uh, two, Bray Wyatt, and then one, Samoa Joe I have winning for the reasons that, A, it's got my name, Sam, right at the front, and also I think I might have heard of him, so I feel like that's pretty good. That's a point for him. It'd be funny if Samoa Joe's name was Sam Oa Joe. Oh, is it not? <laughs> I thought that's what, I thought it was Sam Oa Joe. All right, we're all, we're all locked in here. 
for the Extreme Rules predictions. Uh, at this time, we're going to do some fan questions because I I, I got a little bit of heat on the Facebook page. What did you do now? I didn't take enough uh uh, listener questions mm-hmm. last week. So, what does Rollins right ha- what, does, what does Rollins have to do to be a better babyface right now? It's not working. Tender Mahal. What is wrong? Okay, um, I don't think he's a babyface. I don't. I think he's a heel. I think he's one of those guys who's just a heel. He'll never be a babyface to me. I, I don't know what it is about him, but um, he thrives as a heel. He just does not connect with the audience as a babyface, and I think that. Some guys are just like that. Some guys make good baby faces. Some guys make good heels. Some guys can go both ways. You never know. But I think with Rollins, he's just one of those guys that he needs to be a heel at all times. Thoughts on that, JCB? I agree with that. Um, I think we said it before, maybe not on the pod, but in conversation that when he came back and was queer to wrestle from not the Samoa Joe injury, but the injury before that, and he came out and basically just told the crowd, you know, go fuck yourself. I still don't like you. That was the time to turn a big-time baby face, say, hey, you know, I miss you guys. You know, I'm, I'm sorry for everything I did. Come out, be contrite, and he didn't do it. So 1,000% agree. Uh, two beer. I'll agree with all of that. Um, I will say uh, that the best way to turn him heel, we've seen it with Strowman, is to just have him uh, make Reigns cough up blood into a white wall. Yeah, beat the nice. shit out of Roman yeah, Reigns. You'll be fucking fine. Beat up John Cena. Beat up Roman Reigns. Yeah, I mean Rollins. They they had a chance, and I don't think the chance is over. It's just not clicking right now. And going over Triple H at WrestleMania just doesn't do what it was probably meant. What it was probably designed. If to it do. was if it was on the timeline, it had done what it was supposed to do. But once he got hurt, the timeline got jacked. Yeah, I really didn't give a shit by that point. He's a kingslayer is what he is. <laughs> and here is a great question from friend of the show, Campy Cam Bigelow. And I love this question because I can imagine it uh, inciting uh, a riot <laughs> in this room. Great. Uh, as talented as they are, how much would the general WWE audience care about Finn and Shinsuke if not for their entrances? How much bigger would someone like Dolph Ziggler or Luke Harper be with a better entrance? Two beer, what do you think? Uh, I think, I mean... Just entrance in general. Just we're just talking entrance, right? It's saying what what kind of value do you put on an entrance as opposed to uh, their in ring ability and their intangibles? Well, I will say just in regards to Finn Balor, I think a lot. Um, the entrance is great. It's crazy over with the crowd, and even though he does like five collar pops, which is like so heel to me, I, did, I almost can't stand it. But he looks cool, though. It does look cool. Yeah. But I'm actually not like I like Finn Balor, but his ring work to me is kind of repetitive, and he does like a lot of drop kicks and does a sling blade every now and then. His finisher's cool. The sling blade's weak. The finisher's kind of weak too. But it's protected as fuck. Yeah, it is. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand how they do it without cracking ribs every time. Sure. Um, uh, has anybody ever called him it. Fonz Balor? <laughs> Fonz Balor? No, you better not. I'm calling him Fonz Balor from now on. He pops his collar like the Fonz. James I think it's all just cool, to make baby. up for the fact that his name's Fergal. And probably probably to make up for the fact that he's about five foot seven. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Easy on that five seven. But I think Shinsuke has a ton of a ton of char- charisma and uh he's got, you know, a little bit more to offer. I think he's a better performer than Finn. Thoughts on the entrances, JCB? 
I get the I get the question. I get why it's said, but okay, let's say Luke Harper has this amazing entrance. He still has talent, but if he's booked like shit, then I mean, ultimately, isn't that what it's all about? I care about people that have talent and then get pushed the right way. Let's take a look. Bray Wyatt has one of the best entrances, and he eats pins every day. Okay. <laughs> and that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Bray Thank Wyatt you. can go, though. He can Okay. Oh, but ultimately, when I think Bray Wyatt, it's negative thoughts. House of Horrors, him being a transitional champion, you know, not getting a shot on Raw, ultimately. That's why I think, that's how I think about Bray Wyatt. So and you that's think entrances have nothing to do with it? It has something to do with it. it you know, it gets you kind of hyped up. I think entrances have more to do with it than we probably give it credit for. When and Shinsuke, I, if I ever get to see Shinsuke live or Bobby Roode live, I'm singing my ass off. Yes, and I think that Shinsuke's biggest night was when that NXT takeover, when they had the violinists come out the first time, and that's Solo. what people talk about Ooh, all the time. Woof. Who won that match? Shinsuke. Did he? I don't even remember. I just remember of the entrance. Of course you don't. That's, yeah. that's guessing, my point. I'm totally I think guessing. That, I think that's Cam Bigelow's <laughs> point, too. Tender. I would say that it has a lot to do with the superstars getting over in the sense of... I think you bring, you know, I think a guy that you, people aren't thinking about is a guy like Bobby Roode. Um, Bobby Roode was, came in as another TNA guy. And, mm-hmm. you know, you think about how many TNA guys, not AJ Styles, um, have gotten over immediately like Bobby Roode has. Right. And that had a lot to do with his entrance and yeah. people just grabbing onto that and saying, man, this is That was is, supposed to go amazing. to Shinsuke Nakamura. And don't be wrong. Bobby Roode can go. He's a he's a great wrestler, very old school, but I li- I like what he does. I wouldn't say that it's everything, but I I would say that it gives them kind of a head start, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But if they can pull off, like I think Finn Balor does a great job of pulling off the entrance. Like, oh yeah, he, he, he knows does. exactly where to stand, what to do, where to pose. He's got the entrance down, and WWE does a great job with her talent, showing them where to go, how to stand, when to do certain things. You know, it's 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 a lot. That's a lot about NXT when they bring these guys in from Japan sure. and the right. Indies. They show them how to do their entrance right. because these these guys have no clue. I mean, I think Finn Balor stated in an interview before that he had no idea what an entrance was. Really, he would just walk down to the ring. You know, and you look at certain superstars. You know, not saying any names, but. They walk to the ring and you're like, wow, I do not take you seriously at all. When Finn Balor walks to the ring, you take him seriously. When Shinsuke Nakamura walks to the ring, you take him seriously. Bobby Roode and, you know, so on and so forth. So I wouldn't say it has everything to do, but it has a lot to do with, with them getting over and them becoming a, a superstar in, in that meeting. And that's going to be it for our discussions tonight. Hey, everybody, we are banned from ringside. Uh, we have a lot of social media stuff up. Uh, Two Beer, why don't you tell them about our social media stuff? So, yeah, if you guys want to send us any questions, if you guys want to get on the pod in that regard, uh, if you just want to hit us up about anything, uh, you can find us at BFR Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and and Instagram, so that is our tag for all of those. Uh, if you want to hit any of us personally, um, Bill is at BFR Bill on Twitter. I am at BFR Zach on Twitter. Uh, JCB is at is at BFR JCB on Twitter. Uh, and uh, Tinder Mahal is just on Tinder. So yeah, you can find them on Tinder, <laughs> whatever city. You Swipe to right, be. girls. <laughs> <laughs> And I think that's going to be it. Oh, you can find us on Facebook also. Uh, we have a f- friends page. Uh, not a fans page, a friends page. It's friends of BFR. You can find us. And we're 
banned from ringside on Facebook. Uh, a couple, some out of the ring stuff. Uh, seven years ago, Wade Barrett won the first NXT. 21 years ago, Scott Hall first invaded WCW. I don't know. That how, was 21 years ago. 21 Good years Lord. ago. Oh and we'd like gosh. to wish a happy 31st birthday to Seth freaking Rollins. I am Ow! Bill Veggie. Uh, this is for Two Beers Zach, for JCB, for Tender Mahal, for Sam the Engineer. We are a band for Ringside. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Find us on iTunes. You can download the podcast. We thank you for listening. We know there's a lot of podcasts out there to listen to and we appreciate your time. Have a great week and don't be heels.